podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prince Podcast here on podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today, as always, is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? I am fantastic. Came back from the snow yesterday and ready to, ready to do my thing. All right. Also joining us, uh, Mr. Sean Hill. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great and uh, ready to get it on. All right. Also, coming out of L.A., Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. I, I'm trying to figure out what kind of show this is with Sean ready to get it on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I say it every week, sir. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep this great guest train of people from the Prince world coming on. And today we have an author. Uh, many of you have read his uh, book. It is called Possess the Rise and Fall of Prince. Uh, it is one of the books that I hold with me. I actually have it in my hand. I actually have a mint copy version of this book. I know this book came, came out many years ago. Uh but this was, uh, I remember when this book first came out, it was uh, controversial, and we'll get into that. But without further ado, I want to welcome the author, Alex Hahn. Sir, how are you doing, Alex? I, I am fantastic. Uh, Michael, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Man, it is my pleasure for having you on. Uh, I've always wanted to, you know, really pick the mind of, of the, the writers in the Prince world. And again, I know your book, when it came out, it was one of those go-to books uh, I always say uh, your book and specifically, and I think you'll give it up as well, um, like dance music, romance. And I think there was a previous version, but the book by, uh, is it Per Nielsen? I always get his name wrong. but It, it is. And, and there's kind of a backstory um, on that, which we could get into because yes. uh, Per Nielsen and the research he did, uh, I drew on in part for Possessed. And I yes. can kind of elaborate about that. Okay. But um, yeah, his book is also um, I, I absolute classic. Yeah, those were the, the early sort of Prince tomes that you had to get. And uh, and now there's a, a deluge. There's going to be a flood of books that are coming out, uh, of course. But, and, and also you, one of the reasons you have you on here is you're doing a new version of uh, your book, which uh, give me the title. I want to make sure I get the, the actual title correctly. What's the title of the new version of the book that's coming out? Yeah, so the book, uh, new book is, is going to be called The Rise of Prince, 1958 to 1988. Um, okay. And if you want, I can just sort of, do you want me to kind of break down how we got from Possessed uh, to where we are now, kind of. Uh, yeah, let's let me let me let me. This is interesting. I actually did not know that the the book was dated as such. Uh, so you said it's going from fifty eight to nineteen eighty eight, correct? Exactly. So so possessed the rise and fall of Prince, which of course I've got you know all kinds of uh, uh, of crap for the name over time, and it was <laughs> you know controversial uh, at the time and, and has remained so. But so, um, you know, what kind of happened is, you know, Possessed has been out of print for for quite some time. The book was originally released in 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, It did reasonably well when it came out, but uh, since went out of print. And, you know, Prince passed on, which um, actually happened on my birthday. 
my 50th birthday, which is kind of a trip in itself. So, um, you know, Prince passed away and it was a shock for everybody. And I had not really intended on doing anything further with Possessed necessarily. Um, There was a German version of it and the German publisher did republish it Mm. um, with some updated material. But, uh, you know, basically I was not intending on re-releasing it. I did start to hear from people that they wanted to read it. And unbeknownst to me, and I think this was probably, you know, partially because Prince died, in in fact, significantly, um, the price of the book went up. You know, in other words, you could get it used on Amazon, but it was like going from from like $300 to $1,000. Yeah, see that. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, holy cow. And, 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 you know, I don't, of course, get any of that money. That's just on a secondary market. Um, and I didn't save copies, you know, and I'm, I'm honored you didn't sell your copy as well, uh, Michael. Um, but so, you know, people started saying, look, you know, you should re-release this book. Um, and I thought to myself, well, okay, I'll release maybe an electronic version or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, if there's, you know, maybe a publisher interested, there were no publishers interested, um, you know, for whatever reason, I think there's just a lot of books out there being written about Prince right now. Um, but I did feel like, well, maybe I still want to do this. And I started hearing from various people uh, that were very supportive on on Prince.org and elsewhere, uh, including a woman named Laura Tebert, um, who has since become the co-author of the book. And what we decided to do was kind of um, look at the initial years of Prince through a new light. Um, We had, you know, obviously the the possessed material there for the using. But as I looked at the book and the early parts, in particular, the childhood years and the teen years and stuff, I felt like we really needed to almost do a lot of that over Mm -hmm. um, because there's so much new information. And I also felt, you know, looking at the early chapters uh, in terms of my book or any other book, they rely really significantly on things Prince himself has said, uh, interviews he's given about. Uh, you know, having epilepsy when he's a kid and things like that. And I'm not saying that stuff didn't happen, but the the concern I had as a journalist is there's no uh, other verifiable sources of information Mm. about that kind of thing. So I felt like, look, we need to dig into that further and do additional research. And from there, it just kind of developed uh, into this, you know, much bigger project in terms of taking sort of the first half of Possessed and really, really expanding it significantly um, and adding a lot new information and doing new interviews. Um, so just to kind of break it down and then and then I'll uh, I'll shut up in my monologue here. But but so <laughs> the, the book really draws on what I would say is four um, kind of separate sources of information. Um, one is obviously we have uh, the stuff I did for Possessed, all the interviews I did at that time. Um, and the benefit of that is those were all conducted, you know, closer in time to when the events happen, which I think is a real value because, you know, people have gotten older and so forth. So we can rely on that research. Now, also, at the time I did Possessed, uh, per Nielsen, 
made available to me um, the research that he had for his book and also that he developed through Uptown Magazine. So a lot of that research he shared with me um, and I was able to rely on that as well. So we kind of have this group of interviews that was done a ways back. We have another group that I did uh, sort of around the turn of the century for Possessed. And then we have a new group of interviews that I've done um, for this book. And then finally, uh, the amount of information in the public domain is now staggering. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. you guys can only imagine that sort of when I'm writing this book, Possessed, in, in I think around 2000, you know, I'm doing the research. The Internet was in its infancy. Uh, podcast use was but a, but a glimmer in, in the eyes of someone, you know. <laughs> And, and so now we have just a staggering amount of information, articles out there, incredible interviews that you guys have done. And I, I would say parenthetically, I just want to mention, uh, you guys not only have great guests, but you're amazing interviewers, um, which is such a good trait. And you're, you're really excellent listeners um, because a big problem, and, and I struggle with this myself in doing interviews, I do, you know, I, I talk, you know, I, I talk and think, oh, what am I going to ask this person? And I'm not a great listener. You guys are just fantastic in that. And you've, exa- you've for example, gotten some amazing interviews, information that's never been gotten anywhere, like Andre Simone, whom you interviewed several years ago, Taika. I mean, this is stuff that's sort of out there. Um, that can be drawn upon for writers. So I've basically taken all these different elements, put it in a blender, um, and and worked with this wonderful woman, Laura, who herself is you know a huge fan. And so that's what we kind of wanted to accomplish. The other major tweaks that we've accomplished in terms of the approach um, from possessed to now, is it's more of a, a narrative approach. So I think Possessed had that, but my intent was just to sort of have it be a very compelling, straightforward narrative, get rid of sort of the music criticism elements of it and just mm. let the story sort of speak for itself. And, you know, I want this to be a book that could be fascinating to you, frankly, if you've never heard of Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, because this guy's story is just so compelling. It's at this point, you know, there's there's like a severe tragic element to it, of course. Um, and a lot of that flows from kind of who he was. You know, he, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And and I think like for me and, and everyone, really, our greatest strength is our greatest weakness. And this guy sort of exemplifies that on 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 the most profound human level so we're trying to kind of accomplish those themes in the book okay um so that's kind of the the sort of overview i guess of what what i'm trying to accomplish with the book well well, man uh let me say uh uh, big sexy uh contact him and give it our check so (laughs) i'm just joking (laughs) 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 i'll just uh, not so here's this is interesting so the book is it sounds like it is more the book is called the rise of prince so it is about this the beginning and i I guess you're you know saying is there an explanation at the in the beginning of the book of why it stops at 1988 well or or any uh, is there there sort of i don't want you to give away or something but it's just curious obviously he goes on to way further than that but yeah yeah so it's a little it's a little confusing um 
it's very long as it is. It's it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 pages. So, you know, frankly, you know, there's a number of reasons why we didn't go on further, um, one of which is just in terms of time, um, you know, wanting to get this done um, and, and have it be of manageable length. Um, the other thing is, you know, wanting this to be in some ways a celebration of Prince's life uh, at this particular time. You know, as you guys know from you know, reading the, the initial book and also just being so familiar with his story as you are, it gets darker. You know, it gets darker as we get further on. Um, so that was sort of part of the reason for limiting it. I will say, though, to add sort of add another slightly confusing chronological element to the book, we have a very detailed prologue which covers the entire events of 2016. Okay. So basically starting, say, uh, around November 2015 through April 21st, uh, 2016. Um, it's about 50 pages long and kind of almost like a day-to-day narrative of everything that happened during that year, which in itself is just such a staggering and, and fascinating story with lots of strange coincidences, indications of maybe Prince having some degree of foreknowledge of what was going to happen, you know, just all of that stuff. So we delve into that in the first 50 pages of the book, then sort of go back to the midst of time and talk about not only Prince's earlier, but some of his ancestry. You know, wow. we, his, his great, great, great grandfather was a slave owner whose name was, get this, John Nelson. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let me- this is the type of stuff I want to see. This is interesting. Wow, we'll just leave that nugget right there. That's that's uh, wow. Okay, so we going we going way back, back in the time. Yeah, exactly. And it's all you know really really relevant because um, you know this guy his story is is an African American story in many ways. You know he he transcended Always. race, but he is an African American artist and and he was operating in that idiom, but also expanding it. And, you know, obviously this is a guy who eventually uh, put slave on his his cheek and so forth. And so in some ways, his story ties back to that history. It's not just sort of an arbitrary thing. It's it's relevant. So, you know, I think some of that history and it's also just fascinating. And then we we get into um you know, we have detailed records. I was actually able to find records that establish like who his um, his ancestors were sort of coming up. And like, mm. you know, for example, like when his father moved to Minneapolis, it's often said that he moved there in his in like the 1950s or something. It was actually like much, much earlier than that. So those are the kind of things like actually looking at you know, historical records, legal documents we've been able to figure out. Okay, wow. Um, I have to ask you these questions and, and, and take this with love and respect, but, you know, I, I know a lot of fans, just like, Mike, if you don't ask these questions, come on. So, uh, first thing I wanted to start is the, the first book. Uh, I was just looking at it this morning, and it's very interesting, that, that first uh, prelude chapter, like it's dated April 21st, right? 1996, I think it was. And like in that chapter, if I'm a mistaken, Prince is like going to the, gets rushed to the hospital or something like that. And I'm like, wow. Like, 
looking at going back to you know last year, I'm like, whoa, that's is that type of is that whole sort of thing stuff in the book the new book or how do you feel with that being in that old book and it's just I don't know it was just very ominous when I was I was like wow well, I never would have thought it, 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 it it's it is and I had not remembered that uh, you know I of course remembered that scene from the book but I hadn't known the date and you know I I popped open the book at some point you know in the last year or so and this anecdote at the beginning, yeah, where he's essentially overdosing on aspirin and wine, took place April 21st, 1996. I was like, wow, that's weird. You know, I mean, it's it sort of could turn you into a numerologist. Um, um, so that particular anecdote is not in the book, um, you know, because it does not fit into the time frame right. that we're doing. Um, there is... So given that we we have the prelude, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the, the prologue of the book that talks about the last year, we do talk about the issue of drugs based on what we know. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I look back at Possessed, the last chapter of Possessed, which, again, I wrote years before we knew about any of this, any of this stuff, talks about opioid addiction. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I I was shocked. It was very surprising to me. So I can just um, I'll, I'll read you just one passage here. This is the last chapter of Possessed, again written you know years ago, more than a decade ago. It says one knowledgeable source attributed Prince's erratic behavior in part to his alleged regular use of Percodan, a prescription painkiller that can, contains the uh, addictive narcotic oxycodone. Quote, he's been doing a lot of it to the point where it's worrying people and has altered his personality, said the source. His dark side is taking over more and more. According to another former associate, Prince was first exposed to this drug in the mid-1980s after he injured his leg during a tour. Wow. Now, actually, I just found that page. I'm looking at this. Okay. I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> because uh, I don't want to go down that path without really understanding what I'm talking about. We're going to close the book on that chapter right there. But I would tell uh, some of my longtime fans, go revisit Possessed. Interesting stuff. Um, I, I kind of feel a certain kind of way talking about the drug stuff right now. But I respect that you're a journalist and this is what journalists do. Get in there and get the story and, and break things down. So that's all good. Uh, I got to ask you about this, too. And, and I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, you might even feel I, I a little uncomfortable right there because that's I'm not saying that's not true. That's just like, man, that's some heavy stuff. If you start to think about it, the ramifications, you know, if that stuff is true, whoever that source is. But it's been in a book that I've had for many years. So sometimes I guess I tend to gl glance over stuff they won't want to deal with, uh, which some may accuse me of doing right now. But, hey, that's that's the way it is. Uh, Alex, let me regroup here. Can you also, I have to also ask you about your relationship uh, with Uptown, uh, the great, uh, and to me, great Uptown magazine, uh, the website. I know that uh, there was a time, I think in the, in the 90s, late 90s, there was uh, some court shenanigans uh, situation that happened between Uptown and Prince. And I know some people have asked the question, was, was Possessed sort of written 
with an agenda? I mean, can you explain the relationship that you have with Uptown or that you did have? I don't know if you have it now. Uh, no, absolutely. And by the way, you ask whatever you want. I, I'm in a loving place. You know, you okay. guys, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm very, very comfortable. You're, you're, you're really, really nice people. And you're a journalist as well. So, you know, you're asking, you should ask whatever you want. And, and I, I take absolutely no offense. I mean, these are great questions. So, you know, look, I have taken many, many hits. Uh, you know, the title of the book, the fact that, um, you know, I did represent Uptown in a lawsuit. And by the way, parenthetically, redoing the book has given me an opportunity to revisit conclusions. You know, I wrote the book a long time ago. That's A. B, there's new, there's new information and evidence. C, Prince has had uh, a very significant chunk of his career since then. And, you know, the title Rise and Fall, it's no longer operative it's no longer accurate um because you know when the book ends he was in a very very dark place in many ways um and there was sort of some concern about his artistic direction and he had very recently sued many of his fans which is the whole uptown thing right but i I will say, regardless of the initial conclusions, um, and it's a whole nother podcast we could do, but he has had some amazing years since then. There's no question. And his at that time, his greatest years as a live performer were, were ahead of him. Um, he became a virtuoso on the guitar since year 2000. Mm -hmm. And he's done some amazing music and, and some new exploration since then. So I can revisit conclusions in this book, and I'm not at all rigid about that issue. So Uptown, um, the late, great Prince fanzine, uh, in, it was about 1998, I believe, was sued by Prince, um, and Prince sued many other fan organizations. Um, he drove many of them out of business. Uh, and, and when I say business, I I mean, you know, just that they were no longer in existence. No, you know, most of these places weren't making any money. Um, Uptown was probably, you know, making, uh, you know, a few hundred dollars or something, but not it was not a commercial endeavor. Um, and so they were sued. And I felt very sad that Uptown would be driven from existence and got to know Purr and some of the other people involved. And I worked at a law firm at the time and I got permission to basically be their attorney on a pro bono basis. We got no money and reached an agreement with Prince and his lawyers uh, basically just to say, oh, Uptown's not an official Prince publication. And also to stop using the symbol to identify him, which was kind of ironic given that he had insisted on being identified in that manner. So, you know, it was kind of an unfortunate thing um, that that occurred, um, but it did. And, and you know, he, he changed and in, in his last year certainly became a much more loving person towards his fans than he was in the 90s. So... I don't know if, if he'd be uh, he, he'd probably look on that differently as as we all do. Um, you know, as, as far as uh, having an agenda, you know, I consider myself uh, a journalist. I'm not here to um, 
deify Prince uh, in in an artificial way, nor am I here to take him down. You know, and and ultimately, this comes from a space of love because I also am making no money from this. You know, this is something um, you know, like we all do, whether it's podcasting or anything else. As fans, we're not doing it to make money; we're doing it for fun. You know, it's a hobby, essentially. I'm doing it, I try to do it at a standard of great professionalism, but it's out of love for the guy. It's out of love for the community. And and so I, I don't think I have an agenda. Um, and I'm, I'm always happy to answer questions about it. I will say, man, I've taken some hits. I mean, there are people on Friends.org that are, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's cruel. I mean, it's like personal attacks and, and, I'm, and, and, you know, you just have to get thin skin, but there's some stuff that comes very close to being almost like ominously threatening. Um, so yeah, the org can what be, it, it can yeah. be, you know, it's a wild, wild west. I, they, they go at me on there. Uh, but yeah, I have seen, you know, definitely I, there's, you know, People talk about there's threads about the book and it'll turn, you know, into to whatever it is. But, you know, I mean, that's just what people do to me. I'm like, hey, if if what you do matters, there's going to be people talking about it one way or the other. So if no one was paying attention, that'd be the problem. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, that's true. Um, so, I mean, some of it's just not not fair, really. But, you know, I, I agree. And I mean, that's what discussion is all about. And and, you know, here again, I hope that ultimately I'm judged more on the current book. Um, I'll take right. whatever uh, hits that I need to take for the last one, but it's it's 16 years later, right? And and so um, I'm I'm revisiting conclusions and and examining new information and, and everything like that. And we're looking at it through the prism of this, you know, extremely tragic loss. Right now, uh, when does the new book come out? So it is going to be out on February 28th, so okay. later this month, um, at the risk of, of being a shill. Uh, it can be pre-ordered uh, on Amazon. And um, so it's called The Rise of Prince, and it is, um, it's gonna, we're going to have an electronic book and also uh, a paperback, paperback book. Okay. So and we, the other thing I would say, just, just for your listeners, if, if uh, people are interested in supporting it, if anyone that pre-orders between now and I believe it's like February 13th, so in the next couple of weeks, um, we are happy to list you in a list of thank yous in the book personally. Right. So, um, and all you need to do if you want that to be the case is just email me at theriseofprince at gmail.com and just let me know and I'll put you in. There's no need to sort of prove you purchased it. It's just kind of an honor system. Um, just as a way of kind of thanking people that are, you know, having our backs and helping us, you know, basically support this guy's legacy. Now, did you, I, I could have sworn I saw a, a thing on the org, I don't know, a month ago or so. Did you guys initially release this or was there something else? Am I mistaken something? Was there a different book? Or um, well, no. So what happened was I, I wrote a forward to the book um, okay. and just released that out on Medium and uh you know got some kind of people liked it and some really nice feedback on it so that was kind of like a pre-release okay. um thing of the book and i released one of the old chapters from possessed and things like that 
Got it. Um, I wanted to open it up to uh, my associates here. Do any, you guys have any uh, questions for Alex? No, I take the, I guess not. Actually, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, when you were contacted back during the uh, litigation uh, regarding Uptown, how did that come about? Um, I, as I sit here, I think probably just due to things like the org, and I think the org was around then, um, or something like it, just sort of being in contact with those guys and, and sort of, it was obviously a big furor. There was a ton of discussion about it in the fan community. And I think probably, you know, I got in touch and said, boy, this is a bummer and what's going on. And do you guys have lawyers? And then they said, no. And, 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 and I think they were, they were literally about to go under, uh, and stop publishing. Um, and so I, I got it involved and that you know there again it's like not to be whiny about it but it's like um if i hadn't helped out there uptown would not have been able to continue so um that's why it's sometimes painful to be bashed but again i i need to thicken my skin i guess what uh <laughs> what, what got you into prince i'm very interested because i know i, I share this sentiment well i don't i'm not gonna speak for you but for me yeah that uh, till 1988, that was my, you know, those that's my years. You know, it's like that's when every album was a no-brainer in terms of I'm gonna dig this, even if I don't dig it right now. This is without a question top-tier stuff and hold dear to my particular heart. But I'm curious for you, as the person writing the book, what got you into Prince that you would be like? to the point where, yeah, I'm going to write books about Prince. I'm going to represent a Prince, uh, you know, fancy, and I'm, I'm a part of this culture. What, what, what got you into it? Yeah, so, the, you know, representing those guys was totally incidental, you know, to being a fan first and foremost. I mean, I, I knew from a long time ago that I wanted to write a book about Prince. And I feel like it's, for me, it's a significant part of my personal mission. I don't want, you know, I, I feel the hand of destiny in some measure um, in, in terms of doing this as part of my life. Um, you know, for me, he is absolutely the most significant musician of our time. Like, you know, everyone's got their opinions and stuff. That's just mine. I mean, how he has affected me personally, as well as just objectively studying him. Um, you know, so I, I learned about him, honestly. Uh, I mean, I knew about Prince before Purple Rain. I'd heard a couple of cuts. But then seeing the movie Purple Rain is just such a, an incredible experience. Um, incendiary, as Big Sexy would put it. Um, I, I love that word, and I, I don't hear it enough, but I, I heard you guys use it a lot. Um, so, you know, it's just such an amazing experience. And then, you know, you see Purple Rain, and you're like, wow, this is, this is good. And you get this album, and you're like, this is good. And then you say to yourself, huh, I wonder, you know, this guy's created some other records, right? I wonder, you know, I, I remember hearing controversy or whatever. I think I'll go pick up these records. And you pick up these records and you're like, what? This is so good. How can this possibly be? It's like 
he created Purple Rain, but look at these records before that, if anything, are better, uh, or at least just as good, or good in different ways. I mean, Dirty Mind, as someone who grew up on punk rock, which is what I did, this is a fucking punk record, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and then you even go back before Dirty Mind, and I'm not a huge fan of the first record, but I think the second record is absolutely dope. Amazing, pretty much top to bottom. Um, and then, and then it's, it's like, wait a minute, we're after Purple Rain. What's going to happen next? After that, he produces just this run of amazing classic records. Uh, you know, certainly Sign of the Times and and Parade, and uh, you know, all those records have their incredible merits. And even where they don't succeed on on every level, they're just there's so much interesting stuff going on, so much challenging himself musically, looking at different ideas. You know, short of the Beatles, this has never been done, what this guy did, as far as, like, incorporating being really famous, writing hits, but also experimenting. So what what could you not do? I mean, how could you not want to write a book about that? You know, it's, right, it's right. Like, you know, it's like, wow, this it's just what an experience. What uh what was your first and last Prince concert? Um so first Prince concert Believe it or not, was uh, not until Love Sex. Oh, come on, Alex. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I, I can understand that. Well, yeah, so the Purple Rain tour was sort of underway, and I couldn't, I couldn't get tickets, essentially. Um, so that's why I missed that. And then I don't think he was in Boston for a little while. I'm not sure why I didn't go to other shows. But so check this out. Um, so Love Sexy, you know, that tour, he releases the album. And of course, it's this amazing album. And the Black Album is, quote unquote, out at the same time. And you're like, wow, you know, he had Sign of the Times. But but this is an amazing record. And you couple Love Sexy and the Black Album. You've got two other amazing records. So the tour is getting underway. And at that point, to get tickets, you'd have to wait in an endless line. And so I waited out overnight. The guy waiting in line was a guy who um, I hadn't known him before, but he became a lifelong friend after meeting him that night, uh, mm. the very front of the line. And something happened that you guys may have heard of, but so we're Tower Records uh, is where the tickets are going on sale in Boston. In the middle of the night, a car plunged into the line. Oh, Whoa. Wow. Yeah. And and someone was killed, uh, a young man named Frederick Weber, uh, who was a Berkeley School of Music student, w was killed. Uh, and, you know, seven or eight people were hurt. Most of the people left, but some people stayed after that. I was pretty much in shock. But, you know, I'm like, I'm not I'm not giving up. And I, and I wasn't hurt. Um, I wasn't really all that near where the car hit. But so I stayed and got my tickets. And then flash forward to the, the show, Prince did an after show and it was in honor of this kid. It oh, was wow. a, a scholarship. Yeah. And it was just so, you know, I see uh, Prince do Love Sexy at the Worcester Centrum. And, you know, it's a great show. Mm -hmm. Of course, Love Sexy in the round. 
but we're talking after show you know we're talking after show three in the morning gets up there and just just the most amazing show i've ever seen was this after show it was improvised it was just and he starts with positivity and you're like here's the message you know positivity despite the death of this kid you know have you had your plus sign today awesome and you know he's playing positivity and they segue into I know, like right out of it. It's just like, I don't, what am I seeing? This, it was flabbergasting, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, last show, gosh, you know, so I, I kind of fell off the bandwagon, um, you know, after I wrote the book. Um, I did see him the Jam of the Year tour, okay. um, which, gosh, when would that have been? That's like I've been 98. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't see him after that. It's it's rather sacrilegious. But so I saw that show and that was amazing. And also, um, you know, an after show um, then as well. So, mm. um, you know, he's an amazing live performer. I wish I'd seen him more. I, I, of course, wish I'd seen him in this this piano and a microphone show. And, you know, obviously one of the things since he passed, passed away all these clips are out on youtube that were previously shut down and Mm -hmm. i have like mad mad respect for how this guy handled his business and everything he did proved to be kind of prophetic uh you know in terms of protecting intellectual property and all that so i completely respect it with that said it's very helpful to younger generations to be able to see those clips because they're just so amazing i mean we could say that period of 19 uh you know 1978 through 1988 is probably the greatest single run of recording of maybe any pop artist what we could also say is in the years from that super bowl performance to april 21st 1966 he was the best live performer on this planet that was his legacy of the later years and i say that based on the clips you know Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting you, you, you frame it like that. I was just watching, uh, and I'm late to the party, I was watching a documentary about Bob Marley. I think it's called Marley. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. it's probably famous. But I had never seen it before, and I was sitting there watching it, and I only knew bits and pieces of his story. But watching the footage and, you know, with the narrative that they have in the interviews, and I was saying to myself, I said, man, and hopefully in a few years, they'll make a movie like Prince like this for people... Like I was to Marley, I was not aware or around the time when it was heyday and when he was doing it, but to really just see it laid out in front of me, it gave me such a deeper appreciation. Like, I know all his music because it's a part of the culture, but I didn't really know the full story and the, the magnitude of his actions and the political sort of thing. So to, I was like, man, I hope that they do a thing like that for Prince, for a lot of the younger people that's getting put onto him now. And as they go forward to be able to say, oh, wow, I understand why my uncle and them are so nuts over this guy. This guy is freaking amazing. Like, no one is on this level. You know, it's like, whoa, okay. And I think your book will be one of the things that can help that. You know what I'm saying? To really sort of break. And I love how you're going back to the ancestry. I can't even say the word. Ancestry. And really tie that. Because as me, for as a black person... I was like, oh, okay, wow, that would put a lot of things in context because, you know, maybe a lot of that stuff was in his DNA. 
to be like that, to rebel and to, you know, the way that he did things and understand how his father may have came up and relate to his actions possibly. So I really, I really love all of that, man. That, that stuff is amazing. February 28th, uh, the book drops. We're going to put a link to the pre-order uh, in the show notes where you can get that. I'm all about supporting my uh, fellow Amazon uh, ebook authors, self-publishers out there doing our thing. So I'm definitely going to support that. And of course, it's a Prince book. And your first book is a is a must too. I've told you this off here, but I'll say it on air. Many of the shows going back 10 years plus, I had your book sitting with me as I do the show to like, oh, wait, let's pull up you know, what album are we talking about? You know, and to be able to pull some notes and different things. So it's been a study guide, I should say, uh, for the podcast here. So it's an honor to have you on here to actually talk to you and to say thanks, man. And, uh, let me speak for the crew here. Let me speak for the community. We need people like you, man, to, to document the legacy. Right. Uh, I think Susan Rogers said it best. There's I think there's like three people that we got to service. And of course, one of them is the is the, the historians, man, to be able to document this stuff so we can look back at it and really appreciate the legacy. Um, so that's with love, man. Definitely respect you for, for doing this, putting the work in. Oh, well, th- thank you. You know, I, I, I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, it's a round robin, you know, it's because you guys have adduced information that is just so staggeringly helpful and and. You know, the history of it, too, um, is is just fascinating, you know, like going back to Minneapolis, you know, that this all came out of Minneapolis mm-hmm. and and this staggering amount of talent. And one of the things I think you guys interviewed Andre about was how his father and Prince's father were in a band. Right. You know, they were in a band together and these guys are in this incredibly like white town basically and where did all these great musicians come from and one of the things you study as well that i've studied is something called the great migration Mm -hmm. which basically what happened was you know after slavery and after reconstruction you had you know black people in the south dealing with jim crow lots of racism you know after the civil war so what did they do they got the fuck out of Dodge. They went to cities like uh, Minneapolis. So you, you have all of these African-American people coming to Minneapolis, and they're bringing the traditions of New Orleans. They're bringing jazz. They're bringing funk. And that's why you get this incredible percolating environment of the north side. Just one other, Can I give you one other yes, real quick? Yes, please. Yeah. All right, so Sue Ann Carwell, yeah, Sue Sue Ann Carwell, um, you know, was Prince's very first protege, uh, the first person that he was sort of building an album around uh, as, as sort of a female protege. And so she, you know, it ended up not working out. And I get very into detail with this in the book. Um, and, and, you know, you can read the story there. But what was fascinating to me is I learned about her history. And her father was this brilliant percussionist in Minnesota called Sticks Carwell. Uh, you know, Bobby Carwell, but they called him Sticks because he was a percussionist. So I'm talking to her and eventually it comes out. Who do you think Sticks Carwell is in a band with? John Nelson. 
Whoa. <laughs> Headbuster. So that's the kind of thing, you know, it's just like so fascinating digging into this history and not just Prince, but about you know, what led him to be what he is, his father, Andre's father, really, I've dug back into the history of like Andre Simone's dad. I mean, wow, it's, okay. and it's, it's, so it's just, you know, it's been a the great, great pleasure of my life to do this, a great, great honor. And, and to talk to you guys is as well. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity. All right. Well, thank you, man. We're going to get the book. I can't wait to read it. Uh, cut me my royalty check. God damn it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Why the white man always taking all last? No, I'm just messing with you. I just play. Well, yeah, definitely, man. I'm definitely. That's going to be a must read. I can't. I, lo- I love getting. I remember back in the days, you used to get that, that Prince book would drop. It'd be like, oh, let me go to Borders or Barnes and Noble. And man, when you read them books in a day, like you just blow through it. Like, I didn't know I could read like this, but it's like. When you read something that you love, it's just so good. And, and when it's re- well written and there's stuff that you haven't read before about Prince, it's a blessing. So I can't wait to read this. I got my tea ready. I'm, I'm going to be on my, my, my uh, <laughs> e-book. I'm, I'm all ready, man. So let's, let's get this thing popping. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please go support and get this book, The Rise of Prince. That was a 1958 through 1988. I said you got it yeah so Absolutely. definitely check that out february 28th you can go order it now it's pre-order so go get that alex thank you uh we're gonna get up out of here before we do alex uh, where can the people find you online so um we have a facebook group um which is about the book basically and also other discussion and the name of the facebook group is make the house shake Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm working. I see what you do. Good name. Good name. And and also, uh, I, I, oh, go ahead. What was the young, the other young lady that's the co-author with? Oh, you? Laura Tiber. You yeah. know, she she deserves equal props for this yeah. amazing writer. Um, and she actually lived in Chicago. Her whole family moved to Chanhassen right before this occurred. So she also feels a sense of destiny, total coincidence. Mm. And they live in Chanhassen, like, you know, a five-minute drive from Paisley. Okay, wow. Oh, I, I didn't ask you this. Have you been to Paisley Park before, or do you plan to go uh, check it out? I did. Okay. I did. And the docents were, you know, walking me around, telling me the stories from the book, <laughs> No, so Interesting. it was kind of you know. You should have um, practiced so, practice on accuracy. I, I yeah, I, I was I mean, Laura was restraining me from you know being a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know yeah, so I went out there and, and I met Laura and hung out with her family. We went to Paisley. We took the VIP tour. And, you know, it was a very very poignant experience. And and you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, you guys interviewed Jill Jones, and she went on this like amazing rant about the whole thing and the way they're handling paisley and you know i i felt great sympathy for what she said i mean it's like it's it's an amazing place they've got to keep it going but they've got to figure out how to do it right it needs to be educational um it can't be about costumes it's got to be about you know know we need someone there explaining how the songs were mixed you know we need mm-hmm. susan rogers giving lectures you know, we need like a demonstration of the LM1. Um, we That's what we need. So I, I, don't, I don't know. Have you guys been yet? 
I have not been yet since they reopened it. I do plan going on April to the celebration. So. Oh, you're gonna. I, I I'm went. gonna. I'm gonna go there around April too. So um, oh, I'm not going to the celebration as oh, such, okay. but we should see if we can hook up. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go during that week or whatever. Got to do it, man. Just just to even meet the listeners and, and and other Prince fans, you know. But yeah, man. All right. Uh, there you go. Uh, as we get out of here, as we always do, big sexy. You. Where can they find you, sir? Aside from here. <laughs> well, generally, you can find me on uh, Twitter under Big Sexy and Sack and uh, Facebook under Mark Wiggins. However, there has been a new addition. Uh, gentlemen, we will talk about this further subsequent to this, but I can also be found as part of the Grammy organization. Thank you. I am now a member of the San Francisco chapter because that is what I do. There it is. All right. So when we got a problem with the Grammys, we're going to come to you now. Come to me because I'll be voting. Okay. All right. I like that. You got to see at the table. All right. Sean Hill, where can they find you, sir? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at uh, Hill Street Views. Uh, my blog will be back up and running shortly. Uh, until then, you can check out some of the older stuff, uh, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. All right, Mr. Silence himself and Pooh, where can they find you, sir? I swore up and down that uh, Mark was finally going to give us the markwigginsesquire.com. We can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Pooh, and some of y'all can see me on Facebook, Anthony Kennedy. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Fellow Prince fanatics, fans, family, blessings to you. Continue to support everybody that is doing something out there. So I'm going to continue to do what I did last time. I'm going to shout out Dr. Funkaberry, Peach and Black, uh, Purple Underground, uh, Casey Rain, uh, The Org. Uh, am I forgetting some other? Music snobs. Music snobs, of course. Author Jahan. Shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, we just can continue to support everybody and check out everybody's works course alex uh we didn't man didn't get a chance to really get into it i I always want to know what happened to this man uh per nelson man he was like the holy grail on that prince info really set the standard in terms of how i try to look at things so uh shout out to him in uptown uh housequake as well with that working like a job we will see you next time peace